applying your time correctly for success online. So Ludwig apparently has made like a PowerPoint presentation talking about his success, kind of how he achieved it, how he believes other people can get success on Twitch and uh, just streaming in general. I watched maybe the first 20 minutes, I think. Thus far, it seemed pretty good. Mirrors the common sentiments, but presented in a, a captivating way. I wish those kind of presentations existed back when I first started. I look back at a lot of the time that I put in, uh, and, and I realized that a lot of it was uh, misplaced. But then I also realized that a lot of the time that I spent while misplaced for immediate success on YouTube and, and Twitch and stuff was fundamental for my success now. Like, for example, all that time I spent streaming, doing speedruns and stuff, it led to me having all the amazing clips I have today that I could put on my clips channel that massively blew me up recently. If I didn't do all that streaming back then, while I could have applied my time somewhere else, um, I wouldn't have had all those clips to use now. Additionally, because I spent so much time streaming and so much time speedrunning, it massively increased my knowledge of the game, which again was fundamental to my latest success on YouTube. Like, for, for, so while I do say sometimes, like, oh, you know, I wish I started making videos on YouTube earlier, uh, maybe it was in my best interest to have waited the years that I did, because it meant that I had a huge backlog of content that I could uh, put up on YouTube when I finally did get to YouTube, you know. Yeah, Eden, most people find me on YouTube, man. My early days of Twitch really embody that idea where never grow complacent with incremental growth. As in, I could see my numbers on the back end and I was slowly growing and I was like, okay, that's good enough. As long as I'm growing, that's cool. I am progressing. But it doesn't mean you're necessarily applying yourself in the best way possible. There can always be better strategies that you aren't using at the time, you know? Why I still haven't found the time to put my clips on YouTube Shorts. For those unaware, YouTube Shorts is the competitor to TikTok, works in the same way, only accepts 9x16 content, when of course my content is normally 16x9, so I would have to take the time to reformat it. So a person commented there that I should put some of my clips on YouTube Shorts. That is something that I plan to do. But it's always prudent to remember that the views that a person gets from shorts or TikTok or whatever, they aren't the same as normal views. If a person just, you know, scrolls their phone and gets your video to play, traditionally that counts as a view. It doesn't mean that they're going to like your video or subscribe or move on to watch more of your other content. It's just a view, especially on YouTube shorts where they're not monetized views. They're not super beneficial. You may as well do it for any kind of additional traction, but it's kind of the, like there's just so many social medias now. You can put yourself on Instagram, Spotify, podcasting, YouTube fucking plays music, uh, no, uh, iTunes music. You can put yourself on Twitter. You can put, like there's just so many different ways that you can format your content to present it to potentially a new audience and you can't do everything. You can go fucking mad trying to get yourself on literally every goddamn platform these days because there's just so many. And while the optimal thing would to be to be everywhere, if it gets in the way of you making more content, it's probably not going to help you. You're probably better off just making more stuff and focusing on the platforms that matter. And I'm not convinced that YouTube Shorts necessarily matters in terms of building my brand, finding people who actually want to watch my stuff so that they engage with my normal content. I'm going to try it, 
but I'm not going to be blown away when it's like, oh, this got a million views, because it's not, it's not a person necessarily choosing to watch my video. It's a person scrolling and it randomly being presented to them. These things are very different in terms of finding people who actually want to watch your content long term, you know. Mr. Beast. All that matters for success is good content. Mr. Beast said that people overcomplicate it and that to grow all you have to do is upload good content and that's it. Thoughts? Mr. Beast grew in popularity by doing challenges where he counted or said particular things over and over again or read the dictionary. I hope he doesn't see that as actually good content as I'm sure only a tiniest fraction of people ever watched even a tiny fraction of those videos. If he, if, he, if he really said that, then he doesn't, then he, then he at least did not practice what he preached. These days, there is so much competition, and I, well, I mean, certainly there's a much more people that you can captivate, captivate with your content. Making good content is not enough, because there's millions of people making good content. Making great content is a hard thing to do. Making something truly unique, original, every market just seems so saturated. Success is gains by getting your content in front of as many people as possible. And the more platforms you are on, the higher the likelihood that you're going to uh, captivate the right people, get algorithmically uh, promoted, get yourself a feedback loop or whatever. But then again, if I want to be charitable, I think Mr. Beast might just be saying that good content matters more than anything else. And he's right. If you have shit content, it doesn't matter how much notice you get, it's still going to be shit content. You're not going to, ca going to captivate no one. Focusing on one or two platforms and making good content is better is better than making mediocre content and putting yourself everywhere. It's funny, I know YouTubers that do good content only have 30k views on a video and you are like, what the fuck has that have so many views? What? Consistent good content as well because you... Nah, there, there are definitely channels that can succeed by only uploading once every six months. But the videos have to be monumental epics. Stuff that is very unique, original, very well produced. You know your CPG greats. Uh, I would argue that it's it's a lot harder these days to get off the ground if you're only uploading a video once every six months. In part because mentally your first videos are likely not going to get off the ground and if it took you six months to make that video it's going to be very demoralizing. Additionally to get good at YouTube or just making content in general, whatever the content that is, usually your your best bet is to make a lot of it. Make mistakes, screw up, figure out what works best for you. Uh, and, and doing that while only releasing a video every six months doesn't seem very easy, right? Like, Nahi Jakey only uploads a video once every six months or something, right? But, like, when that video releases, it's the first one I watch. I drop everything to watch it. I'll talk about it the next day on stream. Because his videos just exude passion and they're so well put together and so well written, you know? And and they're unique. Uh, I can't think of another creator that, uh, that I've ever seen who presents things or talks about things in the way that Nikki Jakey does. But as I say, just finding that unique thing or being that unique kind of character is not something everyone can do. And it's certainly very hard to do. I do watch Something Salt. Something Salt's the same. But I do think it's easier to get success with um, consistent uploads. But even those consistent uploads have to be good, you know? I do think though that a lot of these content creators who are able to get by only uploading like once every six months or whatever, are those that have been around for a while. The coincidence that led to me being a GT5 speedrunner. 
Okay, talk about how I got first started with GTA 5. I've told it like a bajillion times. I'm curious, actually, how many of you know how I got started the GTA 5? Type 1 for yes, 2 for no. There's a lot of twos. It's, it's the thing that I, because I picked up so many viewers over the last couple of months. A lot of people don't know any of the lore. They don't know the memes. They don't know the backstory. Basically, I was already streaming. I was streaming like Warcraft 3 custom games, but I really like speedrunning. And so I was like, I need a game to speedrun. I don't have any games to speedrun. That sucks. So I was shopping around, trying to think of something. I like Super Mario Sunshine, so I tried speedrunning that. Was not very good at it. I needed another game to play off stream as well, and my friend happened to suggest GTA 5, and so I bought the game and I was like, what, 50 gigs? This take a bajillion years to download. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll play it some other time. And so GTA 5 just sat there for two weeks and I, I never touched it. So I bought the game, had no real interest in playing it because I had never played a GTA game before. It was not really my thing. And then just coincidentally, I was scrolling down the games directory on Twitch, and I saw this guy, Witwix, doing any percent no mission skip for GTA 5. I was like, wait, you can speedrun GTA games? No way. And so I, I started watching his stream and it looked interesting. It looked pretty fun. I was like, this is the kind of game I've like never played before. I've never had any interest in before. Maybe this is something that I could speedrun because I happened to have bought the game anyway. And so I started to speedrun it because obviously, I, as I said before, I was looking for something to speedrun. And my, I, I quickly gained a bunch more followers. Uh, I got some raids from the people who were already speedrunning the game. And kind of the rest is history from that point. I, I, just, I just really enjoyed it. I did try to beat the game first casually, but the game softlocked, I think, a couple of hours in. So I was just like, fuck it, I'll just learn the speedrun. I had already watched the cutscenes when it first came out on console, you know, the year before. And I was like, oh, that was alright. You know, didn't blow me away. So basically, my success today, the most significant thing that started it was Witwix happening to play GTA 5 uh, all those years ago and speedrunning it. He wasn't even a consistent GTA 5 speedrunner. He just he probably did like five runs or some shit. I just coincidentally happened to see that shit when I was scrolling through the games directory. Had it not been for that coincidence, I likely never would have played GTA 5, never would have speedrun this game. May have never even continued streaming, who knows? Although I did really love streaming, so I probably would have eventually picked up something else, but... <laughs> yeah, I'd be playing Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Challenge runs versus speedruns. Uh, this isn't a speedrun. It is a challenge run. So, all speedruns are challenge runs, but all challenge runs aren't speedruns. Speedrunning is just the most popular f version of challenge runs. And that is probably in part because trying to complete something fast it can be done with like, you know, effectively anything. And it's a it's a challenge that you can never complete. You can always do it faster. Well, things like no damage runs, you can complete. You can become more optimal in completing the same task, but uh, once you've done it once, you've completed the challenge. It is also a challenge that doesn't require modifications to the game or like, like the devs don't have to support it at all and you can still do it yourself, you know? Like, if you want to do a challenge run where, you know, a particular item doesn't drop or uh, you're restricted in regards to your health or something, that kind of stuff requires modifications of the game. And certainly considering that uh, a significant amount of gaming was done on console, uh, you couldn't just do these modifications back in the day, you know? Asking, is this speedrun easy, is always a silly question. Did GT5 an easy game speedrun? Fuck no. 
the question, is X easy to speedrun, is always a, a silly question in a way. Because it depends if you want to speedrun it proficiently or be world record competitive. Just finishing a run of any speedrun is generally fairly easy, but doing it well is very hard. To, to get even a reasonable amount of all the break boosts, to know that they all exist, all the different movement tech and shit, the, just the length of the run alone is enough to dissuade even seasoned speedrunners. It is to do all the strats in a run and get a good time is hard. Playing horror games on stream. You would mo watch me play a horror game? Oh, I'm sure that'd be extraordinarily interesting because I would be extraordinarily scared and I would cry. I, I am sure a grown man crying over a horror game would be very interesting to watch. I, I don't doubt it. But I'm not going to make it for you. I honestly think playing a horror game would probably ruin me for days. What I'd probably just end up doing is intentionally failing over and over again so that I can build up like a resistance to the fail. I'd, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, failing doesn't matter. Look, I've done it a billion times, so it's fine. I'm not playing FNAF. If FNAF, like the, the, the acronym or whatever is fucking terrible. Who calls the game FNAF? Has the game changed from the game that I knew it as like a bajillion years ago? Where all it is is just turning on lights and closing doors and shit? Now there are lamps too? Lamps? Wow! Gonna play that game as soon as I'm able. Fucking lamps chat? No one told me there was lamps in the game. Lamps are awesome. In my other room I have a large extensive lamp collection. I am horny for lamps. <laughs> Shutting down my merch store. Hey, thank you, Violet, for buying a tank top. Yeah, so I'm shutting down my merch store potentially because Streamlabs is fucking awful. So bad. Not having shirts for six bloody months and not having the ability to substitute another type of shirt or something. Insane. I'm not sure if I'm gonna do merch again. I might. I have a, a manager now. Uh, well, I haven't signed a contract, but I, um, I I talked to them yesterday, and they, they seem like the sort of person who can answer my business emails, and they have contacts that can help me set up a good merch store and stuff, so um, I'll probably set one up through them. I hope one day, Weebs, that I have a store that has all my emotes on tank tops. That would be nice. Honestly, what I would really like is a storefront where you click shirts, and then you click the emotes. And that emote is then put on the shirt, and then you buy it. Rather than having like individual item, like shown items for every single emote, just you pick the emote and then it shows on the shirt. Is Subway healthy? Is Subway even really that healthy for you? Like I get an Italian BMT with lettuce, carrots, and pickles, and then I put like mayonnaise and honey mustard on it. Like, I doubt that's really particularly healthy. Is that really more healthy than just getting yourself a Big Mac? I'm sure that's the way with a lot of healthy food out there. Like, it advertises itself as healthy and it looks healthy, but it's actually just garbage for you. I am unable to remember or imagine taste. And then I- oh man, I did it again! I did it again, dude! I did it, man! I thought of pizza. It's so- it's so weird to explain. I can't even remember what pizza feels like or tastes like. No, I can't remember what t pizza tastes like. I can't. I can't imagine it. I can't remember it. But when I think about it, my boy is like, Motherfucker, get yourself a pizza right fucking now. What are you doing? You have capability to get pizza and consume it. Why are you not doing it? I don't understand. 
My body, my brain is just like, what, did, why, why would you not be consuming pizza right now? And you have the capability. Your ancestors right now are like, are you seriously not eating food? When you could be, when you're hungry, and you have access to food? Fuck you. My ancestors in the ground fucking spinning like tornadoes. Outraged. And not consuming calories when I can. I remember sure, but no, so again, I, I, I've explained this before. I cannot remember or imagine what things taste like or smell like for that matter. I can in my head remember doing things or imagine myself doing things visually, but these, th these things do not have any smell or taste to them. I can remember myself eating pizza. There's no taste. I can imagine myself eating pizza on top of a fucking skyscraper. There is no taste. What I can remember though is my feeling of satisfaction or contentment or what, what have you with the food. And my body, like my, my subconscious parts of me, has an understanding of like what things cause satiation, uh, remove feelings of hunger. Uh, like I still have cravings for th the chemicals and sugars and, and all that shit that exists in these foods. Even if I myself cannot consciously remember the actual taste of it. I don't know if that's how you guys function, but that's how I function. I can taste, I just can't remember the taste. You understand, like, so like, when I eat something in the moment, I can taste it, and I know whether or not this is how it's meant to taste. It's, it's only in the actual experience of it that I can recall or recognize the taste of it previously. The second I stop eating it, it's gone. The information, it just is not accessible to my conscious mind. Discussing some of the classic good movies. Do I have a favorite movie? Do we have a command yet for my favorite movies? Shawshank Redemption, Groundhog Day, Back to the Future are usually my answers. I think there's a lot more, but that's just the answer that I've gotten used to. Office Space is a great movie. Shrek is bleh. Star Wars is bleh. Coming to America is alright. They're making a Coming to America too. Once more showing that Hollywood will make a sequel to bloody anything that's successful, regardless of how much sense it makes and how long ago it occurred. Princess Bride, great movie. Pulp Fiction, great movie. Top Gun is bleh. Forrest Gump, great movie. Dark Knight, great movie. Harry Potter, bleh. Have I seen Goodfellas? I can't remember. Goodfellas, Casino, uh, Reservoir Dogs, all these movies I know are very good, but I can't recall if I've actually seen them. The Hangover? Was that ever actually a good movie? Because they made three of them, and the, I know the other two weren't very good. Only the first Back to the Future was good? How dare you? How dare you? The second one was also pretty good. The third one was pretty good. But maybe I like the second one the most because it was the first one that I saw. When I was a kid, being a dumb kid, I didn't realize that there was a first Back to the Future. I thought Back to the Future 2 was the only movie. I don't know how young I was when I had I had this belief, but I, I, I recall having it. I think I've seen Step Brothers, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know that there was a second Bill and Ted I didn't know there was a first Bill and Ted movie. I had only ever seen the sec second one, and I've still only seen the second one. It was years later that I found out there was another one. People still hating on wireless products and my headset. My mouse is running out of battery, it seems as though. I need to plug it in. Why do I have wireless? Because it isn't 2004. Wireless does not suck. Oh my god. Wireless technology has come a long way in the last decade, guys. I have watched the last Tech Tips video on it. You, there's no goddamn difference. If I could get this headset in a wireless form, I would use it. 
Well, there, there certainly is a difference in uh, wireless sound quality. I mean, it's only with small ones. I, I don't know about much about that. I haven't looked into that much. I got nothing against wireless headsets. I used to use one until I found this headset. That uh, I've not found a wireless version of this headset. If boomers in chat comparing wireless technology today to stuff in the early 2000s, exactly. That's, that's basically what they're doing. Yeah, I've heard you can make any wired headset into a wireless one, but like, what would I do? Like, the cable would still have to be there and stuff, and it, it you know, it wouldn't improve anything. Do I have a stockpile of these headsets? Yes. When the world comes to an end, I will have the global supply of this headset, and therefore I will rule the world. Why do I like that headset so much? Because I just do. It is lightweight, open back, on ear, no head strap, good sound quality, and cheap. The cheap doesn't matter as much anymore, you know. It makes me look 50? This headset, are you, this headset makes me look 50. I have never heard more bullshit in my entire life. If you want my headset to look better, guys, find a better version of this exact headset for me. Maybe I'll paint some racing straps on it. I doubt the black version would look that much better. I have the resources to get any headset on the planet, and this is the one that I get, the $20 one. I mean, I'm studying at an elite university in Switzerland, but when a friend of mine started wearing these kind of headphones in the library during exam phase, we started punching him until he stopped wearing them. You wouldn't want to wear this kind of headset around other people because it, uh, it leaks sound, because uh, it's open back or whatever. It doesn't leak that much sound, but uh, especially if you listen to music or something, or you're listening to a loud or whatever, it, can, uh, it would disturb people who are right next to you. Godzilla versus King Kong. Team Kong or Team Godzilla? Isn't Godzilla like able to shoot laser beams from his throat and destroy cities? How, how much are they nerfing Godzilla to get him on the same level as King Kong? Isn't it just basically like Superman going up against Donkey Kong? Like that, that kind of difference in power? You got to imagine that neither is going to die. And it's just going to be like, they're going to have mutual respect for each other and part ways, having a greater understanding of someone so different than they. So they can come back for a duo movie, another tag team against another two monsters later on. King Kong and Godzilla, once enemies, now begrudging friends as they fight of their monster. Will they win or will all the monsters become friends by the end of the movie? Be sure to watch this three hour epic to find out. Godzilla reminds you of a lovely cartoon from Newgrounds, which is um, the ultimate battle of ultimate destiny, whatever it's called. Godzilla was hopping around Tokyo City like a big playground. They aren't nerfing Godzilla, they are overpowering Kong. Are they making him like a Mecha Kong or something? If they nerf Godzilla, it'd make the movie shit. Uh, I don't think anything they can do to Godzilla will increase or decrease the shitness of the movie, because it's definitely going to be a shit movie. How many black tank tops do I own? How many black tank tops do I own? Ah, uh, like 30. But, I've, but I've, I've recently bought like 15, six of which are my tank tops from Streamlabs. You know how it is when you get like new clothes, they're a little bit stiff. I don't even think I washed them, which is probably not wise. I sure just found a dirty tank top from my floor. Those are always the most comfortable. Trying to get melatonin from drugstore. Once upon a time, uh, I went into a drugstore and they um, offered me melatonin that was a homeopathic remedy. For those who are unaware, 
Uh, homeopathic remedies are just water. It's all psychosomatic bullshit. It is a pseudoscience. And I looked at him like, you sell this. Why would anyone want this? Imagine selling shit like that and going to bed not feeling like a complete scumbag. Obviously, real melatonin, you need to, uh, at least in this country, I think you need a, a prescription. The amazing excuses potential editors will sometimes make. You guys wouldn't believe the amount of excuses that I get from people who say they want to edit for me and then I give them some footage and weeks later they come back with some bullshit. This person today was like, yeah, um, I'm not comfortable that you want to see the project file rather than the rendered file, so I'm not going to do it. I'm like, I gave you the footage two weeks ago. You were the first person in like hundreds of people to ever have a problem with that. And the idea of having a problem with that is so amazingly stupid. I, I just, I cannot fathom the idea that you're being sincere. I said, it's like you're a duck and you said you don't like water. I don't believe you. Like, why not just be honest and say, I don't want to do it? Why, why invent bullshit? Especially unbelievable bullshit. Say that crocodiles ate your hands. That you found out that your father's a shark and you're dealing with that emotionally. That your dog recently learned to speak French and you feel like you can use that to get some kind of a career in show business. Sky's the limit. Did it look good? They clearly didn't do the task, Lumi. What am I talking about? The usual Dark Viper AU nonsense that everyone comes to know and love. There seems to be some people who, despite lacking editing ability, they they view my request for editors as like a a once in a lifetime opportunity thing to edit for a large content creator, have that on their resume, or maybe you know get future work in editing because of working for me. And so I have people who aren't very skilled, don't have the experience, biting off far more than they can chew, editing for me. That might be the overwhelming majority of people who who have ever submitted to try to edit for me. Like 98% of people fail. And it's hard not to get cranky at these people because just massively waste my time. Having my old Dark Souls runs edited for YouTube. Yeah, I know I have the 69th fastest any percent no teardrop speed run for Dark Souls 3. It's my claim to fame. I miss running Souls. I was never good at it though. I didn't even complete that many runs. I've been meaning to have my older uh, Dark Souls 3 runs edited for YouTube, just in case some people still want to watch them. I'm, I'm certainly very boring while doing them, but might be some funny moments in there, I'm not sure. Continuing to struggle with having my note of footage processed. I've actually finished editing now two episodes of Noita. It's been a real struggle to find anyone who can help me with it. The two episodes that I completed both took me around seven hours which is far more than it would require me if I had competent help. I can never be certain that anyone I get to help me is selecting the correct scenes from the larger bulk of footage because I don't watch the larger bulk of footage, I just fix the edit that they give me. The first person, I have no evidence that they missed any really crucial scenes. So I'm giving them more footage so they can continue to continue to cut it down. But their actual editing is very elementary. Uh, so it requires a lot more polish. The second person though, despite putting a lot of effort in, they ignored an entire 
45 minutes of footage. And in that 45 minutes of footage that I looked over, there was like seven classic scenes, including like, um, there was this one time where chats uh, did an effect called scatter gold. And I was so excited because I thought Chad would give me a fuck ton of gold until then I realized that they just scattered my gold. Like they stole gold from me and scattered it around the floor. It, it, was, it was like a classic thing that I even remember today and it, it just completely missed it. Or, or like when he spawned a... Chad spawned like a huge thing of lava and killed me. Like I, I don't... I can't fathom how people miss these kind of scenes, but they do and it really bothers me. Even the reason why there hasn't been clips on the clips channel is because I've wanted to finally complete some of these episodes, so I've had to throw far more hours than I normally would have at, um, at editing specifically that. Noita. What is Noita? It's a, it's a dungeon crawling game, like Dead Cells. It's like Dead Cells mixed with Terraria. I played like 120 hours of it on stream. Why my non-GTA content struggles more than maybe it should. What happens with my non-GTA 5 content is that YouTube will present the videos to my normal audience and my normal audience because they don't like GTA 5 uh, They don't like non GTA 5 stuff will be like, oh, well, I'm not gonna watch this And then the YouTube algorithm is like, well, I guess if even the core Dark Viper AU audience isn't gonna watch this Then why would I give it to anyone? You know, it's why the only things that really do well for me are GTA clones because at least my core audience will watch that I wonder if YouTube is missing on something by thinking like that. Oh, of course. It is impossible for the YouTube algorithm to be so perfect that it finds all the best content and provides it to the exact right people. But it has gotten progressively better over time. Like for example, back in the day, um, it'd be more prone to judging your entire channel by every video that you release. So if you release a video that goes really well and a video that goes really bad, that could make your channel look worse than the algorithm. But now it, it judges each video kind of on its own merits. So you can, you can go to channels and see them have a video that does a million views, another one that does 30,000 views, and it doesn't hurt the channel overall. You can release, you know, really big epic videos and really smaller, less popular videos, and it's not gonna hurt the longevity of your, your channel. What I wish I could change about GTA 5. What do you wish you could change the most? I don't know. I'm sure there's a list of things. Certainly having more variety in how you complete the missions would be nice. You could always just ask for more, like more mini games and stuff to exist in the game. More buildings to actually have interiors that you can go into for various different purposes. The cutscenes in prologue to be skippable would be nice. The NPCs being better, as in like more lifelike, more responses. That's certainly an area of gaming that's can develop more as we move forward. Just having the NPCs actually seem like real people who do real things. It doesn't matter how good the world looks if everyone in it just seems like a carbon copy of each other. It never feels like a real world, you know? Yeah, Cyberpunk's a good example. There's a clip where someone fires their gun and every single NPC gets out of their car at the exact same time and cows at the exact same time in the exact same way. Oh, no, I'm certainly- this game is certainly good. It's just saying it's definitely a place that could be improved. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.